At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number two, Betting Across America, presented by Ben MGM. Dave Ross alongside Brady Cannon here at Circus Sportsbook in fabulous downtown las vegas i mentioned as we were going to break that another fighter has entered the chat <laughs> here at the charles schwab my goodness we thought last week was going to be chaotic at the pga championship you know you start off the day it's a sunday it's scotty Scheffler, two shot lead ho-hum he's gonna waltz to victory no sir four-way tie atop the leaderboard now at the charles schwab as it looks like uh riley has now joined the chat with scotty chef and with harold varner and with todd at 10 under par. So again, he is now, I believe, playing the 11th hole. And you and I talked about it off the top of the show. It's almost advantageous if you can get to that clubhouse first. I, I think so. Absolutely. And nine could still be in play. And that's where Sam Burns is, as he plays the 15th hole, just one shot off the lead. And he just missed a birdie opportunity mm. he was really upset about. I think he knew kind of where he stands on this leaderboard. It looked like that, uh, looking at his reaction there. Uh, it wasn't a real easy birdie putt. I want to say it was about a 12-footer or so, but uh, he knew how important that could have been. So he's going to move to the 15th hole, one shot off the lead. If you look at the odds board, and Davis Riley, by the way, was a very popular pick. Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, this kid, it, it's kind of like Mito Pereira. It's like Will Zalatoris. It's like Scotty Scheffler used to be. These young guns, they're going to win eventually. And, and I've known about Davis, uh, Davis Riley for a couple of seasons now, and uh, I think he is one of those kids that's going to get a win here pretty soon. I mean, he's competed in, I want to say it's maybe four or five tournaments where we've seen this guy uh, near the top of the leaderboard on a Sunday now, but uh, he is plus 350. He's the second choice. Uh, Scotty Scheffler now two to one. This was a guy that was like, you know, in the neighborhood of minus 140 or so on the overnights. Scotty Scheffler, two to one. Davis Riley, plus 350. Harold Varner, four to one. Brendan Todd, plus 450. Sam Burns at 10 to one. I still don't think Sam Burns at 10 to 1 is a bad play right now. I don't either. For all the reasons we mentioned about how tough this golf course is, one playing and how difficult it might play down the stretch when the winds start to pick up even more. Very quickly, I know that you are in really good positions here, uh, you know, before the tournament and certainly uh, in game with Harold Varner III. So it's not specifically for you, Brady, but if somebody's watching and listening out there and they're like, ooh, I don't have anything on this tournament here, and now they see Scotty Scheffler at 2 to 1. Could this be a spot to hop in and say, okay, you might not cash, but now you're going to give me two to one on the hottest player on the planet right now. It's tempting, right? Right. That's where it gets. But I, 
you know, and, and going off of, you know, what his odds were last night, but you know, you made a point earlier and I would probably look more at like a Sam Burns, mm-hmm. maybe a guy that is closer to getting into the house there because I just think there's going to be a lot of volatility down the stretch here. I don't, you know, normally and odds will show you typically the winner comes out of the final pairing, right? I don't know if that's going to be the case today. I'd rather have a guy that gets to the house before. You you never know. You, you know, Scotty Scheffler, you might have a pretty good investment on him at 2 to 1 or something and he's on the 17th or 18th hole or whatever and one of those, you know, 40 mile an hour gusts hit his ball mid-flight mm-hmm. and knocks it into the water or something and your bet's done. So I'd probably rather have a guy that's going to get into the house before the final pairing. Uh, so there it is. So as you've seen these numbers and they will be ever changing now with a four-way lead. Uh, atop the Charles Schwab uh, leaderboard here. It's going to get dicey as the winds pick up here uh, as they come down the stretch. Very quickly, just an overview, because I love the game of golf, and I know you do too. And I wonder if Scotty Scheffler is one of those personalities, might be in air quotes, right? Because he does not seem to be like the most charismatic guy. And I don't know if that's good, bad, or indifferent. But when when it feels like we get to a major championship, you know, we still talk about Tiger. Mm-hmm. As we're always going to talk about Tiger as long as he's playing, and mm-hmm. we should because he's changed the game of golf forever. Is a Scotty Scheffler is the game in a good spot? I guess Brady that at some point Tiger is not going to be, and some might say he's not viable now to keep winning majors. It's a great story to to consider, but certainly in a betting market, is the game of golf going to be okay? I guess when Tiger goes away, we don't know what's going to happen with Phil Mickelson and his you know kind of self imposed exile. He didn't. Uh, he, you know, the oldest major champion couldn't even defend his own championship last week because of apparently he couldn't be there mentally. So is the game of golf going to be okay with the Scotty Shefflers of the world going forward once the Tigers and the Phils go away? I think so. Absolutely. I mean, you know, Scotty Scheffler, first of all, I agree with you that he is maybe not the the most bubbly personality. You know, mm-hmm. he, he, we don't hear him, you know, talking all the time on the golf course, like a Jordan Spieth, um, but at the same time, I think he's a great kid. Yeah. I think, you know, the way he conducts himself, very respectful. I, I think he's a really good kid. And and that probably goes a long, long way into his likability and that type of thing. And and I think he will absolutely be a good ambassador for the game. Uh, but you look at, you know, outside of Tiger and Phil and, and you know, DJ's starting to get up there too. Yeah. But but after that, look at some of these guys that are ranked uh, really high in the world rankings. Cameron Smith. You know, he's still in his 20s. Colin Morikawa, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth. Rory McIlroy's getting up there, but, you know, Rory, I think, is the ultimate ambassador. He still moves he's that He's tremendous. Meter. Yes. He is. I, I, he's one of my favorite players just because it, it's kind of like he is the, the voice of reason. Mm-hmm. You know, when Phil Mickelson gets into a scuffle, when this guy gets into that, it, it, it all comes back to Rory. They go to him for comment, and he just kind of settles everything. Yeah. Rory, Rory, I think, is uh, the number one ambassador for golf, uh, it seems, across the world. Will Zalatoris, uh, Sam Burns. You know, so, yeah, there are uh, a number of tremendous – and we've talked about this before, too. Not just is the game – safe, you know, as far as having a leader. And and again, Tiger only comes around once in a lifetime. That's it. But but there are so many good players right now. There's not going to be a lack of competition on the PGA Tour for a long time. And all of that's because of Tiger. There it is. These guys were being born and watching and learning how to play the game of golf when Tiger was in his prime. And I know, and I get it on social media, and it's social media, and that's why it's there. But, you know, they'll be, oh, here comes the love fest for Tiger Woods at the U.S. Open next, you know, next month in Boston. It should be there. 
And I, and I get it. Like, I know that you actually like him as a playable option at the British Open when they played yes. at St. Andrews. But you mentioned it. This is a once-in-a-lifetime generational talent that changed this sport forever. And that's why he gets his just desserts. That's why we still talk about him at 46 years of age and whether or not we feel like he can actually win another major. But very quickly to that point, at, at the British Open, at St. Andrews, a golf course that he loves, that he's won on before, you think physically he's going to be okay? Because it's not a—it's not like walking Augusta no. or, or walking in Tulsa. Those were tough, undulated hills. You know, you had a lot of things. This is very flat, as flat as it gets. It feels like it could be a good spot to actually back El Tigre. Well, and, and those are the exact reasons, some of the reasons that I did back him. I backed him at 50-1, to 1, and I've seen that number come down. Uh, and, and like you say, you can't get a flatter golf course than St. Andrews. He's won there twice. Mm. I also believe, and, and I think if Tiger's ever going to win another major, it's probably going to be a British Open or a Masters. A British Open because you don't necessarily have to be as long, right? We've seen Tom Watson and Greg yeah. Norman and all these guys compete. Uh, Darren Clark uh, compete at, uh, you know, older in their careers. Uh, so that makes sense from that standpoint. Also, Augusta National makes sense because... He probably knows that golf course better than anybody on the planet. Mm -hmm. um, and, and even with, uh, you know, just uh, about a year removed from possibly having a leg amputated, he was still able to make the cut this year at Augusta National. And that speaks to how well he knows the course. It also, I think, speaks to the fact that the golf game's not the problem. It's just the health right now. Um, we saw what he did at Southern Hills. You mentioned, again, undulation, a difficult golf course to walk. Not as hilly as Augusta National, but still arduous task to walk that golf course. Yeah. So now he's going to get to a golf course where he'll be able to walk it very easily. He's going to have another two months uh, to get healthier and rehab those legs, get the legs stronger and what have you. And there's a correlation. I talked about how well he knows Augusta National and the fact that he's won at St. Andrews twice. There's a correlation, I believe, between Augusta and St. Andrews. Nick Faldo, Jack Nicklaus, Zach Johnson, Tiger Woods have mm. all won both the Masters and at St. Andrews. Other players that have done well at both courses, Louis Eustazen, Jason Day, Mark Leishman. So it's more than just the ability to walk a flat golf course and having won there a couple of times. I think there's some other factors that make sense as well. So, And again, I go back to the fact that I don't think the problem is his golf game. It's just the health. And if there's all those other factors that kind of line up and make some sense, I thought 50 to one was worth it. You know, it's amazing to me. I, I've cashed some tickets for Tiger making the cuts here again. Mm -hmm. It's great at the, at the PGA and at, at Augusta National. And he's faded on the weekends. We can understand why. Brookline Mass for the U.S. Open coming up next month. What do you make a Tiger there? Because it, that feels like a difficult spot for him to, to make the cut. We just know how tough the U.S. Open design is. Right, it's just going to be it's going to be tight fairways. It's going to probably have a lot of rough. It's not going to be easy if your golf game is is off. Right, uh, you know, there's a lot of room off the fairways uh, for Augusta National and also at Southern Hills. Not going to be the case nope. at the Country Club at Brookline. I think the U.S. Open is probably the one major where Tiger has the least chance going forward. I, I'm not. You know, maybe I'll bet him to miss the cut. I don't know if I'm going to do anything with Tiger at the U.S. Open. We're we're getting close. I got to start doing my research. I can't pretty darn it. quick. We about three weeks. Right, right. But um, I don't know if I'll do anything. I don't have anything in mind to with Tiger right now, positively or going against him. Um, but you know, I explained the British. I, I obviously have a position on the British. Yeah. I think that's going to be very interesting. I'll, I'll skip the next major as far as Tiger goes. And you got a good number there at, at the British Open, better than you can get now. V uh, very quickly, we have an outright leader 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At the Charles Schwab, it is not Scotty Scheffler. Davis Riley right now as 11 under par. And again, I thought you were right on. And I think it's smart when you handicap, certainly live in-game wagering, what the number will be. Sam Burns is still there at 9 as he plays the 15th. 9 could be that number. Like 10 would be gravy. If he can get in the cl- into the house at 10, uh, let's see if Riley can keep it going here at 11. But you, you got to think 9 or 10, you're still in this thing. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, w- I don't think any of these guys would turn down 10 under par right now to uh, go into the house. Uh, Davis Riley never won on tour before. Obviously a ton of talent, an Alabama Crimson Tide graduate. Ooh. He is going to win eventually. Will it be today? We will find out, but he does have the outright lead right now at the Charles Schwab. Come on back. Betting Across America right here in VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state of the art technology and fan friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1 under 522-4700. Back alongside Brady Cannon, I am Dave Ross. This is Betting Across America. We're keeping a watchful eye on what's going on right now at the Charles Schwab. It looks like Davis Riley still has the outright lead. One shot over Scotty Scheffler to Harold Varner III and Brendan Todd and a two-shot lead over Sam Burns. But we are just now starting to get to that back nine. Uh, Scotty Scheffler is going to tap in here at nine. So the leader's finally clearing the front nine and getting to the back. Yeah, and Davis Riley, uh, I believe he, I want to say he's on the 15th hole. Mm-hmm. Where, where is he's Riley? He's at 12. 12. He's on 12. 12. Okay, so the 12th hole, a par three, and Riley uh, did not make a great shot there. Came up short. I don't think there's a greenside bunker that he went into, but mm. he went into some sort of maybe grass bunker or whatever in the front of the green, and it, he will have a, a challenging up and down. Certainly not a look at birdie, and, and possibly could be looking at bogey, and if you look at the odds here, I don't know if the odds are necessarily reflective of that shot I think more so it's the pedigree of Scotty Scheffler versus Davis Riley but uh, Scheffler still is the favorite plus 185 surprising me that does surprise me and again 185 yeah that that he's still uh, well I think there's just so many guys that could win this thing 
But he's still, you know, the cream of the crop, plus 185. Riley at 3-1 to one and Varner at 4-1. to one. Brendan Todd at 5-1. to one. Sam Burns now 16. He just caught a flyer in the par 3. And all we've been saying here for the last hour and so is just get in the house, Sam. Mm-hmm. Get in the house at 9, <laughs> He's right? struggling. He's trying to get there as he plays the 16th, but he just he caught a little flyer. And uh, I believe he hit the the, uh, the grandstand, so he'd get, ah, he'll, he'll get a little drop. That's why 16th. <laughs> but he's got to get up and down to try to save his par. Uh, we mentioned tonight, obviously, it's a big game seven uh, for Miami and Boston. But if you're the Warriors, okay, and you're sitting back and you're waiting, and, and you know, I even saw some speculation, Brady, on, on social media, that they, they felt like Miami was inspired in game six because of what Draymond Green had said. And I don't know if you heard this on the TNT telecast after they wrapped it up with Dallas and five. Shaq's got him on, and Shaq says, who, you, who do you want to play? And Draymond says, oh, you know, I, I, we really don't get That's not the Draymond I know. Who do you want to play? And he said, we're going to play the Celtics. Now, he didn't say, I want to play the Celtics. Uh-huh. He said, we're going to play the Celtics. Uh-huh. And some people misconstrued that as he's, you know, kind of disrespecting Miami and pick. He, this well, is he was pressed six. to make a choice, right? That's it. And, and I think you and I, most of us would agree that the Celtics probably are the better team. Right. And I mean, we, they're a favorite on the road tonight. Exactly. And that's why they're favorite. If you can still catch a three, uh, might be a good buyback spot on Miami, ironically. But when you look at this, and you were kind of looking in the futures market here and trying to figure out who it might be before we get to this game seven tonight. You look at the Warriors against the Celtics uh, back on December 17th in Boston. The Warriors got the better of them, beat them by four. And the over, by the way, was at 216 and a half. And it got there barely in that 111-107 win. Uh, March 16th in Golden State, the Celtics won easily on the road, 110-88. to So the undercash there, and uh, Boston wins that one. Conversely, with Miami in their brief history there, the Warriors did get the win in Golden State, 115-108. So that total of 215.5 that night did go over. Uh, they did not cover uh, the, the big numbers, 10.5 that day. And then uh, back in Miami, the Warriors got the win there, too. Almost identical scores, 118-104. So the overcashes again. And Golden State, by the way, were getting 10 that night. Wild odds numbers. Well, they were getting 10 They were getting ten in the first win, too, at Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the Warriors have not only won outright, but have covered the spread in both of their wins against the Heat. The one thing about March, I'd have to go back and look, yeah. but on March 16th in San Francisco, when the Celtics really drubbed them 110-88, to I'm, I'm guessing that Draymond was not in that lineup for sure, mm-hmm. and possibly Steph as well, and maybe even Clay Thompson was sitting with rest that and, night. And that's why you, you saw that number there with, with the Celtics being the favorite on the road, yep. and that would make perfect sense uh, when we go back to that March 16th. Do you throw out those those games before you handicap the finals, whoever it might be, or do you look at that and say, i got to take into account who was healthy because – that's a huge variance in some of these numbers that you saw there. I think you do want to say, uh, do want to take a look and see who was in the lineup those nights and that type of thing, and maybe you know crunch the stats a little bit, see who performed well, look at some of the matchups. But I always hate that storyline when we go into the playoffs and you like, you know, the Cubs beat the Mets six times this year right. in the regular season. You just know the opposite's going to happen in the playoffs. <laughs> so, um, no, I certainly wouldn't put all my eggs in that basket. But I think it is worthwhile to definitely go look at the head-to-head matchups and kind of break down, you know, who played well, the matchups, that type of thing. And Steph uh, was limited, Steph, in that game in, in the blowout. I only played, I, I believe, about 13 minutes uh, in that contest. So uh, maybe one that you, you, you look at the number and you go, wow, the Celtics really handled them. That's something you might want to look at and You know, and it was uh it it was um trying to think what team okay, it was the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. 
and you remember that huge thing that was all over the media. The Memphis Grizzlies were 20-5 and five without John Moran. Mm-hmm. You take a look at who they played in those 25 games, <laughs> and, and, they're like, and they beat the Warriors. They beat the Warriors without Steph, Clay, and Draymond. So that's not beating the Warriors. And they were beating Portland. They were beating the Kings. They were beating the, the Pistons right. and the Oklahoma City Thunder. So I thought that was a little misleading as well. And again, that's why it's important. Context matters uh, before you just look blindly at those numbers. Uh, very quickly, you can understand why right now Golden State's the, the favorite to win, depending on who it's going to be, the Celtics at the Heat, minus $1.75. You still get a decent number on Miami if you actually think not only can they win tonight, but they can win the title at over $5. I'm going to see them plus $5.50 at uh, BetMGM. The Celtics are the interesting one there, plus 275. Because, because again, the, the, the consensus is not only are they better than Miami, but they actually might match up pretty well with Golden State. If they do survive tonight, I think it's a big if. What would you make of their chances in, in that series against the Warriors? And that number is going to come down, obviously, if they win tonight. I think they have a good chance against the Warriors. Uh, we know how talented they are. We're talking about uh, Jason Tatum being a, uh, you know, becoming a star right in front of our eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen Brown. I, I think they have uh, a tremendous number of very good players on this team. Miami, I think you you obviously have the star in Jimmy Butler. But then it becomes really good role players, I believe. And and they are truly, in every sense of the word, team. Okay, I think it's much more of a team effort in Miami. And, and that team really has to be functioning on all cylinders for them to have success. And that's what they'll need tonight. The Celtics, I think, uh, you know, they have more star power than do the Miami Heat. And because of that, I think they can match up with the Warriors better. Uh, the Warriors, I think, would have more troubles defending the Boston Celtics than they would the Miami Heat. And we know the Warriors are a very good defensive team. They are. And I think they would have an easier time shutting down Miami than they would Boston. Um, you know, I, I think I think the Golden State Warriors are going to win the title, no matter who they face. Um, but certainly I think it'll be a tougher task against the Boston Celtics. They'll certainly be a smaller favorite. I think I've seen an advanced line of maybe in the neighborhood of minus 130, 135. Now, what's very important, if you're going to bet into these futures markets, it's important to know that the Golden State Warriors, no matter who they face, are going to have home court advantage. Yes. They'll have it over Miami or Boston. Um, I, you know, I'm a Warriors fan. I have a Warriors uh, ticket that I got before the season started, and uh, I, I... not only do I think the Warriors will have an easier time with Miami, I'm rooting for Miami personally. I think they're a great story. And we they talked are. about at the top how they, they've been nothing but disrespected, even during the regular season and more so here in the postseason. Uh, I'd love to see them, uh, you know, uh, prove all their naysayers wrong and make it uh, into the dance with Golden State. Speaking of the futures market, so if you like Golden State, whether it is against Boston or Miami, Steph right now is plus ten to win the MVP. Mm-hmm. Now, again, yeah. the Warriors are minus 175 to win the championship. Yeah, no, it's a good point, right? And so, our own Kelly Bidlin, you know, he kind of tipped me on that type of approach uh, a couple seasons ago when rather than, I think it was the Lakers, yeah, it was two seasons ago, the, the bubble championship, yeah. if I recall, right? Uh, rather than taking the Lakers to win the championship that was at one price, he took LeBron to win the MVP. No, it, you know what he did? It It was actually a hedge. He had a futures ticket on the Miami Heat, okay? And to, and to hedge it, rather than taking a, a lousy price on the Lakers, he, he took, took LeBron to, to win, win MVP. MVP. Great move. So smart. And it worked. So, again, I, I wonder, because you look at a guy like, say, Andrew Wiggins is 20-1 to 1 to win the MVP. Like, 
Andrew Wiggins probably should have been the Western Conference, the new award, now the Michael, right. uh, the, uh, the Magic Johnson Award for right. Western Conference MVP. But they gave it to Steph. And Steph, there's been a narrative, you know, he has never been a finals MVP. Could they give it to anybody else not named Steph Curry if Golden State wins? It's a really good question, and that's why I think it's tough to bet on awards that are voted on by humans because there's subjectivity. No doubt. Um, we had Dieter Kurtenbach on our show on Saturday, and I thought he brought up a great point about finals MVP. You remember Andre Iguodala oh, won yeah. it years ago. Mm -hmm. And why did he win it? Because he stopped LeBron. If the Celtics or whoever, if it's Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, Andrew Wiggins is going to be the guy that has to be that defensive stopper. Maybe he's worth a shot at 20 to 1. When we come back, a guy that played with LeBron in the NBA Finals, Eric Snow, is going to join the program to break down and get his thoughts on Game 7 and beyond. Come on back. It's Betting Across America right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Summer Special is here. For only $39, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the biz right here at VSIN.com. Subscribers are going to have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB Best Bets. Jonathan Von Tobel is going to have best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil is going to break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup Finals. Going to have lots of NFL preseason coverage, not to mention continued best bets, premium articles in golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. So sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. Dave Ross back alongside Brady Cannon, and I look up, I see Scotty Scheffler. Another putt goes begging for birdie, so he's going to tap in for par. I've now made the turn, the leaders, but the leader, Davis Riley, he's well into his round. He's already on 13 with a one-shot lead. Sam Burns, by the way, I believe did make that great up and down we mentioned on 16, so he's playing the last two holes at 9-under, so he might be able to get into that clubhouse at 9-under as your clubhouse leader, We'll keep a watchful eye of all the events going on at the Charles Schwab. But we were talking about the NBA and the NBA Finals. Who better to have back in the program than three-time NBA Finalist Eric Snow joins us once again. And Eric, you know, Brady and I were just talking about it. You, you look at Steph Curry now, going to go back to the Finals for his sixth time. He's 3-2 and two in those Finals. And then you remember, oh, right, the one time against Toronto, that's when Durant was hurt and Klay Thompson was hurt. And then you go, oh, yeah, the, the first time against Cleveland when they lost – Draymond Green got suspended. It feels like when you look at Boston and Miami, it's a war of attrition in these NBA finals with bodies dropping here. For you, when you guys got to the finals those three times, how healthy a ball club did you guys have? And really, do you have to handicap it that way, looking at which team might be the healthiest? And in this case, it feels like Golden State. Um, I think the the my, when, when we went to the finals, I've never played with a um, healthy top seven players um, every time I've gone to the final. So it, health does matter. Um, when we were in Seattle, um, Nate McMillan did, was injured. Um, when I was in Philadelphia, I had a broken ankle. George Lynch, who was our starting three, didn't play at all. And Allen Iverson had a um, fractured elbow, even though he, he couldn't tell. <laughs> um, and then we went, went and when in Cleveland, um, Larry Hughes didn't play. Um, who was the starting, um, who was, you know, playing really well for us. So I, 
it does matter. I mean, I'm not to say that we would have, we would have won those um, series because we were playing some really good teams, um, but I think we could have, you know, fared better. Eric, I want to ask you, Dave and I were also talking in the last segment about the NBA Finals MVP award, and you can actually bet on this now who's going to win it, and Steph Curry's the favorite, just a little better than even money at plus 110. The second choice is Jason Tatum at almost 2.5 to 1 at plus 230, Jimmy Butler at plus 650. I would probably want to go a little deeper down the board. Uh, Jordan Poole's at 20 to 1. Andrew Wiggins is at 20 to 1. Draymond Green at 12 to 1. Marcus Smart at 30 to 1. We had a gentleman on on Saturday on our program who covers the Warriors in the Bay Area, and I thought he made a great point. You recall, of course, when Andre Iguodala won the MVP, the finals MVP, when the Warriors won their first championship in a while against the Cleveland Cavaliers, and he probably got that award most of all because he defended LeBron in such a great manner. And this gentleman made a great point for Andrew Wiggins at 20 to 1, a nice, very attractive price. But no matter who the Warriors face, whether it's the Heat or the Celtics, Wiggins could emerge as a finals MVP along that same storyline because he's going to have, we've seen what he did against Luka Doncic. He's going to have to defend the number one star for either Boston or Miami. Yeah, I mean, that's a valid point. I mean, I think that um, when you get down to it, 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 it it's. Um, you know, being able to produce and defend, but at the same time, Andre Iguodala made some crucial plays and some crucial shots. So a guy like Wiggins, yes, the defense will matter, but he'll still have to kind of show out, make some of those glaring plays on the offensive end, some big-time shots or a big-time shot, a big-time play, in order to to kind of validate that because there's going to be a lot of um, different guys that's vying for that MVP in the finals. Let's talk about Game 7 tonight here, Eric, because, again, a conversation Brady and I, and I had earlier in the program is Jimmy Butler. When you watched what he did in Games 4 and Games 5, you went, well, he's just not healthy. The knee's not responding. What can you count on for Jimmy Butler? And then Game 6 happens, and you go, oh, right. I guess he's okay. <laughs> what do you expect from Jimmy Butler tonight? And, and again, we talk about healthier. Can you expect closer to the Game 6 performances, or do you worry that the knee becomes a problem and you see more of what you saw in games four and five? I mean, that's, that's um, sort of the, um, the burning question with Jimmy. Um, how is, um, you know, what, what are you, what, what are you going to see? Um, you know, I, I just think that he, he's shown the ability to take over games um, and he's shown when, you know, he didn't. So the question is, in the games that he didn't, was that more injury driven or was that just more um, Boston playing him or him just not having it? I think what he's done the last game is, is he's adjusted to the way that Boston's playing him. Um, and plus, with them being able, you know, being, you know, one game away from elimination, the urgency kicked in. So um, do I think he's capable of putting together a game like he did? The last game, yes, but I, I think that Boston is going to come with um, different challenges, different scheme, changing things up with him. So I don't see Jimmy kind of having a 40-point game, but I do think he needs a 25-plus, 30-point game for them to, to, to win the game. 
That's interesting, Eric. That's pretty much exactly what Dave and I were saying. <laughs> uh, I, I was thinking probably 30 or 35 even maybe. And certainly he'll need support from, you know, the, the rest of his teammates. I don't think he's going to go back and, you know, carry the load to the tune of 47 points again here in Game 7. If you look at the player prop market, the number on Jimmy Butler is 28 and a half. Jason Tatum, the same number at 28 and a half points. And I would imagine, you know, the casual spectator here, Eric, is going to run to the window and say, well, Jimmy just got 47 the other <laughs> night. Of course, he's going to go over 28 and a half. Which way would you go on that? I mean, you know, you kind of just said it and we kind of agree that Jimmy yeah. Butler's probably going to have to get 30 if the Heat are going to win. If you're going to make a bet, would you go over or under 28 and a half on Butler's points? Well, Butler, I, to be honest with you, I would more. I would go over on on Tatum and under on Butler. Yeah, yeah. I hear I, you. I really get. I would because I I think in order for Boston to win, I think Tatum needs to have a game above that. And I think Jimmy. I think Jimmy can be in that twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven range, and they still win because mm. he's because he's not as much of a volume shooter um, as Tatum is. So I think that. If he gets the production around him and guys make shots, I think he could be more of a facilitator than maybe in Jason being more of a, I got to, I got to get buckets. We got to win. So I think the the styles will change a little bit. And then plus I think Boston is going to come and they're going to throw some different things at him. And Jimmy seems to be a little more hesitant scoring when the different things are coming at him. And he isn't as aggressive scoring like a Jason Tatum is. Um, when he sees different looks. Got a couple minutes to go here with Eric Snow, three-time participant in the NBA Finals. And Eric, uh, very quickly about Jason Tatum, because some days he looks like a superstar. Other days he yeah. looks like the guy that we're waiting to be a superstar. Uh, how important in a legacy game, in a game seven on the road, for mm -hmm. Jason Tatum tonight to take that next step? I think it's crucial. I think that they, if you're looking at Jason Tatum and, and you want to put him in that, you know, sort of that, the next um, batch of superstars and keep them there. These are the type of games that, that are kind of help cement legacy. Um, you know, obviously I played with a young LeBron James and Allen Iverson and those guys, and they always had those signature games that people are going to always remember. This is an opportunity for him to do that, um, to get the Celtics back to the finals, a story um, tradition. So in order to start being compared with those Celtic greats, most of those guys win this game uh, home or on the road, and they have big games to back it up. So you're kind of not just looking forward to that and wondering if he's going to do it. It's almost to the point where in that uniform, it's expected. Mm. So it's interesting. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how he plays because it's really no gray area in that uniform. If you did it or you didn't. That's exactly right. Got about 30 seconds to go, Eric, very quickly. You mentioned LeBron James. I know a lot of people are trying to write his basketball obit, saying it's over in L.A. Are they going to be resurgent next year? I think they'll be better. I think that if they stay, if they stay healthy, they'll definitely a, a playoff team. Um, whether they're a championship team, I think a lot, a lot needs to change, and the direction kind of um, needs to go. You know, they kind of need to have an identity. Hopefully, D. Ham can help with that. Um, I do think that they're a playoff team. I'm not sold on them being a championship team until I kind of see what changes are made. Yeah. One thing I've learned is that never doubt 
and cowl out the greats and say that it's over. So I'm going to reserve judgment on that until we see what Darvin Ham and that team looks like next year. Eric, really appreciate it, man. Enjoy game seven tonight. We'll catch up again soon. Thank you. Likewise. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you, Eric. There he is, Eric Snow. Yeah, he just love to talk more with Eric about Good just, insight, man. Right? Like, very good. You know, he knows these guys. He's played with those guys. What makes them tick a yeah. little bit. I'll be very interested to see what the LeBron and the Lakers look like next year. Drama at the Charles Schwab. We'll discuss when you come back with us right here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Discover BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today and win $200 if you place a $10 wager on any NBA playoff game and either team simply hits a three-pointer regardless of your bet's outcome. Simply use the bonus code VSIN200 when you place your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy the playoffs more than ever with BetMGM. Eligible restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issue Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Dave Ross alongside Brady Cannon. This is Betting Across America right here on VEASAN. We are watching the drama unfold at the Charles Schwab. Now, also watching some unraveling. We are. We have a (laughs) four-way tie atop that leaderboard, but one of those four is not like the others. And that would be the kid we were just talking about, Davis Riley, who we believe is going to win on tour pretty soon. It might not happen today. Now, he had a, uh, I believe on the par three, where he, when he was tied for the lead, had a, or had the outright lead, had a one-shot lead. Had a pretty good opportunity for a nice up and down, but missed a short putt. Yeah. And it, it looked like a, a pretty much of a no-brainer putt. I want to say it was maybe three and a half feet. It was not long. No. And then from there, he goes over and blows his, his tee shot on the next hole now that he's dropped into tie for the lead, possibly out of bounds. There was a fence line. And as you mentioned, when you're on a Sunday and you're looking for your ball in a residential area on the other side of a chain link fence that, you know, it it reminds me, you know, I I learned a long time ago. uh, What was this? 1999 or something like that. The open champ at bed, three, six, five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Championship, mm. I said, when you find yourself in a creek and you have to take off your shoes, you know, on... Vanderbilt. Uh, th- yeah, that, that's probably not a good look uh, trying to win a golf tournament as well. So he's run into problems. Now, the reason why I bring that up for young Davis Riley is because one of our producers, Brian Ortega, mm-hmm. walked into the studio right before when he was in that bunker with the one-shot lead. And he said, I don't even want to say it. And we <laughs> said, we'll say what? And he said, well, you know, I got, a, I got a ticket. And we're like, oh, you must have Davis Riley. 
You know, Brian walks in here every weekend and uh, whoever's like in second place in the golf tournament and, you know, trying to win the darn thing, he says, my dad has a ticket on that guy. It's every week. Because I think he had Mita Pereira he last did. week. And yeah. now he's got Davis Riley. Who will he have it's next week? It's not over. It's I want not to over. find out who his dad's going to have for next week. <laughs> I will say this, though. And we've been talking about this, how the numbers have been like the stock market. Because of Brian Ortega walking in and making that proclamation, he went from the leader and now he's 35 to 1. Yeah. In the span of literally a hole. He and he hasn't, even, he hasn't even completed right now. No, he, he looked for his ball a little bit. It It's OB. Oh, he no. did hit a second one off the tee, and he didn't hit a great drive on that one either. He pulled that one into the rough. So he'll be hitting four from the rough. So when you play the provisional, that then you, that already takes into the stroke penalty. So he was lying three. Is that correct? Yes. Boy, oh boy. That is not good. So this could be a big number coming uh, for Davis Riley. So we'll see if he can... At least you would you have to think double bogey is gonna drop him two off the lead. Right. But then he's gonna fall behind Sam Burns, who by the way, got in the clubhouse. Oh, at, he made it, huh? At nine under par. So he is the clubhouse leader right now. That's a good spot. With that nifty sixty five. He did he executed what you and I thought would be it might not be the winning number, but he's in he's in play. Absolutely. Right? So right now I'm seeing ten to one for Sam Burns for a guy who's completed play. And you go, well, why would you take that? It's a dead number. Not necessarily, because out of this lead, and it is jumbled right now with uh, five guys up there. Well, you're going to eliminate one guy there right you now, go. right? So, so there's Ry- one Riley's down. gone, and, and he'll, he will probably end up at least a stroke behind Sam Burns. There you go. So that clubhouse lead is going to look better and better. So let's take Riley out of this equation here, as most of the guys, and I know you have Harold Varner, who's been rock solid so far today. This is for, oh, this is for par. Okay, for I par. thought this was for bogey. So he's fine. So he's playing the par 5 11th. And again, par is a good score. Even on par fives today with the wind really starting okay. to howl. Oh my goodness, boy, I that thought was, was going to miss that. <laughs> people at home, they can't see what we were just Ooh. watching. That looked like side door action on a two-footer. That looked like it was going to lip out for sure. Ooh, but he got it home. So Harold Varner is still in the lead. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, who's been one over for the day. He did stripe one down the middle on the 11th fairway with his tee ball, so he's looking pretty good uh, in the fairway on 11. And he's gone back to being the short favorite here out of out of these leaders, obviously with the pedigree there. Brendan Todd's a guy that we have not talked a whole lot about at all today, and right now I'm still seeing around plus 360 in that range here for Brendan Todd, who's also tied for the lead. Why do you think that we're seeing such a wide variance? Obviously, we get Scheffler because he's the class, yeah. right? With these guys in this, what will soon be a four-way tie once Davis Riley drops out of that tie. Why do you think it's such a big difference from, say, a guy you can almost get a four-to-one versus a guy that's minus a dollar five? Well, you look at these guys: Brendan Todd, Harold Varner the third, Scott Stallings, Davis Riley. A couple of them have never won before on tour. Brendan Todd, I think it's probably been at least two years, maybe three, maybe four since mm. he's won on tour. Uh, and Scotty Scheffler playing a par five here. So that's certainly an opportunity that's going to influence his number a little bit as mm-hmm. well. Um, I, I think it's probably something to do with pedigree. You, you wonder how much the computer is influencing these algorithms and these live odds. And and if there's a live human being that, you know, also has some knowledge of these uh, players and their history and that type of thing, who's also manipulating some of the numbers, I imagine it's a little bit of both. Um, but that would be my answer. You know, why, why is there such a gap? Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's probably a lot to do with history and, and Sam Burns. Obviously Sam Burns is one of the best players in class the world. Player. Absolute class player. 
Um, so he's probably getting a, a lot of respect or more respect from the market than some of these other guys that have not been there in a while or have never been there before. Yeah, very interesting. So again, that's why I'm sure some people are going, wait, why would I bet Sam Burns if he's already done? He's got four guys ahead of him here. I think you just gave a really good rationale as to why that's not necessarily a bad number. And by the way, even with Sam Burns done for the day, that number was just 10 to 1. It's now down to 9 to 1. So you are seeing some adjustments being made. Scotty Scheffler in that par 5 on 11 just yanked that second shot. Mm -hmm. So he misses the green. Uh, we'll see if he can get up and down for birdie. But for those that don't know, again, a par 70 course, this is the only opportunity in the back nine right. uh, for, for to take advantage of a par 5. And most of the other players have already played through this hole. So that could be another uh, good reason as to why he's the shortest favorite. Absolutely. And, and, you know, he's still, I mean, this will be certainly one of his best remaining chances for birdie. Okay. And that puts him at 11 under. And I, I think if you, if you can get to the clubhouse at 11 under, I think you're absolutely the winner here. Mm. And, you know, like you and I have been talking about, I don't think Sam Burns is by any means out of this at nine under. No, I, I think 11 isn't, is really an outlier with this wind. We've been seeing how tough this golf course is playing on these guys. I mean, we're seeing drives getting sprayed to the right and the left, it Boy. seems like, every time we look up. So it, it is a very difficult test right now. If Scotty Scheffler is able to get to 11, he's going to win the golf tournament. Um, but I think uh, there's a lot of golf left here. And you know, like you and I have been kind of preaching since the start today, I don't think Sam Burns is out of it at all. You know, what's interesting is last week at, at Tulsa uh, at Southern Hills, they called that, they basically called it the colonial on steroids. I know, yeah. Right? So now we're playing almost a similar golf course. Same here. designer, Perry same Maxwell, design, right? Mm -hmm. And same par seventy, right? Right, with just one uh, par five on each side. Now the closing hole is not going to be as difficult as eighteen no. played at Southern Hills. Well, this course is much shorter. Yeah, that's that's the biggest difference, and more narrow. So when we get down to the nitty gritty, once these par fives are cleared, and the last guys on them right now are Brendan Todd and Scotty Scheffler as they play number eleven. That's interesting to me because Todd right now is seven to one, even though he and Sheffer are both playing that par five. But boy, you're right though, Brady. Every time I look up, it's wayward shots now. It's going to be really dicey getting home. The guy I'm starting to have buyer's remorse on is Scott Stallings, a guy I handicapped today <laughs> yeah. at 10 to 1. He might just sneak in there by default, right? Right. And nobody's talking about him. And here he is. Now that number has been shorted to five to one for Scott Stallings. But it is. I think your points were taken. Outside of Scotty Scheffler, it's a lot of guys that haven't won ever, like Harold Varner the third, mm -hmm. or guys that haven't won in a long time, like Scotty uh, Stallings and a Brennan Todd. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and you know, we're talking about the wind earlier, and we saw the forecast. It was supposed to be more wind today than we saw on Saturday, and even Saturday was very blustery. Mm. Now today, the the average wind or the prevailing wind, I guess, was going to be in the neighborhood of twenty to twenty five miles an hour, and they're talking about gusts possibly greater than thirty miles an hour. Whoa. It doesn't seem like we're seeing the pant legs and the shirts as much as we did earlier, right? But with all these wayward shots, I got to believe there's some wind up there. It, it wouldn't just go away entirely if they're expecting 30-mile-an-hour gusts, right? And yeah, it doesn't seem to make logical sense because I'm looking at the flag stick here in 11, and it's, it's, it's pretty still. It's docile. It's just laying there, right? Very interesting. Something's got to be making this course play really tough, and there, there has to be some wind up there above the tree line or something. Because, again, last week at the, at the PGA Championship, the winning score was five under. Mm -hmm. So we've doubled that now on a similar style course, mm -hmm. right? Just much shorter than what it played at Southern Hills. If I had said to you before the week, what do you th think the winning number would have been? Not knowing the oh, wins. Yeah. Well, you would have thought, what, 17, 18, right? 
Yeah, 15. Somewhere in there? Yeah, I mean, th- we've seen this tournament turn into a birdie fest before, but boy, is it playing difficult. And I think that's part of what the tournament organizers wish for is to have a little wind and, and to make this a nice test. Well, they're getting it this week. And Sky Sheffer's going to have a long birdie attempt here on that last par five of his day at number 11. We'll update that, and we'll get into some hockey as well when we come back right here. It is Betting Across America on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. 